I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The mayor of the city of Far, Dr. Ambrosio Hernandez, made an announcement with game-changing economic implications. We will have a broadband. Every home, every business, every institution within the borders of the city of Far geographical boundaries will have fiber optic cable available to your institution and or building, home or apartment. There will be no less than one gigabyte speed. That's 100 times better than you will see in the market today. Several dignitaries, including federal and state lawmakers, attended the official announcement. Mayor Hernandez opened the event. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Buenos dias. Uh, this is a unique opportunity in many ways. Very rarely will I use the script, but I'm going to use the script today just to begin with, just to be sure we stay on time. And also, I don't want to miss anything. And it's, uh, we know it's of a historic interest to the city of Far and for the state of Texas, for that matter. First, I'd like to thank all of you for joining us this morning for this exciting announcement has been actually in the, in the work and planning for many years now and is long overdue for many citizens and families in our great city. For too long, far families have lacked access to one of what is now considered a basic and necessary utility in life, affordable, reliable, high-speed broadband internet. These days, the internet is our lifeline. It connects us to everyday world. It keeps us teaching, learning through virtual means, and it gives us access to opportunities that are beyond our normal reach. The internet is our communication superhighway and our connection to the world. This unprecedented year brought to light many issues and challenges regarding the lack of internet connectivity in our area. But we in FAR have been working towards a viable solution for years. Join us together as we view some of the history of this project. Digital inclusion is economic inclusion. In 2015, the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas compiled a report that showed the Rio Grande Valley had the greatest digital divide in the nation the City of Far's solution to closing the digital divide. The City of Far's response to that report was the formation of an innovative first-of-its-kind solution in the RGV, a solution that would make sure every child and household has an equal starting point when it comes to access to broadband services within the Far city limits. The project's name was Far LifeNet. Everybody in the City of Far should have the exact same opportunity no matter what. And the, the best way to achieve that is to give you a direct line to your home with fiber optic broadband to achieve that goal. If we truly are one city, north, south, east, west, regardless of social economic class, then we're going to act that way. We're going to give you the tools to succeed, give you the tools for you to learn the same way, give you the tools to prosper and stay healthy and help public safety take care of you as well. The city of FAR, working with the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas and the PSJA School District, was able to secure $100,000 in funding from the BBVA grant to pursue the creation of a feasibility study to outline the workability of delivering free broadband to the area. A year later, the city of FAR invested $90,000 in equipment and external home devices to create a pilot program to connect 50 FAR families in the South FAR area with broadband internet access in their homes. I know our pilot study showed 
that it impacted um, students' productivity in terms of their schoolwork, and the whole family learned from it, putting them as advanced as possible in terms of their learning and their studies, and then preparing them for life after high school, uh, college, the world of work, and so forth. The creation of FAR LifeNet was a collaborative effort involving the City of FAR, the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, PSJA School District, Region 1, BBVA, and Frontera Communications. It's a great model about uh, people coming together, uh, nonprofit world, business world, uh, the mayor, other leadership, school leadership, uh, collaboratively, and it takes that for this type of project to be possible. So this is a great leadership story, and I think a great model for cities throughout the United States. Through the FAR LifeNet project, participating families and students were granted broadband internet access, and more importantly, the necessary access for virtual learning, virtual work, telemedicine, and building blocks for financial literacy. You cannot be in a home where, number one, there is no service. Number two, even if you have service, you don't have a hotspot or it can't handle the uploads or downloads of multiple children at the same time, let alone the parent as well. So a better way of doing it is bringing the broadband to you, the fiber optic cable, so you can have a unique in-house Wi-Fi service that only you can use. Your signal will not degrade. It is yours. It is your private Wi-Fi. Beginning in March 2020, the world was forced to transition to virtual learning, telemedicine, and virtual work due to the COVID-19 global pandemic. The city of FAR was no different, but with a major disadvantage, according to the National Digital Inclusion Alliance, FAR was still the most digitally disconnected city in the country. The digital divide became an immediate and apparent problem as many households were without access to the internet. As COVID-19 was unfolding, FAR's years of hard work were still facing many layers of regulations governing the distribution of broadband signals and the need for significant funding. Mayor Hernandez immediately contacted the South Texas Congressional Delegation, stressing the need for an emergency waiver through USDA Rural Development to address funding for broadband internet. And after many years and many doors, the reality of the FAR LifeNet project has come to fruition. The south side of FAR is where we're going to start and go north. As we lay down the fiber, we're going to connect you to it right away. You're not going to wait a year to start service. And in a 13-month period, the entire city should be covered. In our world today, we rely heavily on Internet access for essential parts of our lives. And in the midst of a lengthy, life-threatening pandemic, we need Internet access even more than ever before with things like virtual learning, telemedicine, banking, and work. The Internet has become the lifeline of stability during a very uncertain time. For the city of FAR, the long-term goal is to provide a solution that is effective and affordable even after the pandemic, a solution that cannot be taken away from future generations. For far too long, the city of FAR has always been deemed a second-rate city. That has come to an end. We have shown our residents that we are serious about infrastructure, we're serious about economic development, and we're serious about your health. Here again, we're showing you, not just saying it, we're showing you it's going to get done. There's a timetable to it. There's money attached to it. You're going to get exactly what you deserve, which is the best service money can buy, because that's what you deserve in the city of FAR. The FAR LifeNet Project, connecting all of FAR 
with the world. Thank you, everybody. That's a great, uh, it sums up this whole project that we've been working on since our, we took office in 2015. And we've had, as it's already uh, demonstrated, great partners, starting with uh, Region 1 and Dr. King with the PSJ School District and the pilot program, BBVA, and uh, of course, the Federal Bank of Reserve out of Dallas. They really saw the need and they brought it to light. Uh, and uh, I'm just so proud of where we have come in such a short time. This digital divide has been gaining the attention of our state legislators, of course, and our federal government. It appears there will be some solutions being developed down the line. Just this week, the Texas Tribune featured an article regarding the lack of internet access in colonias here in South Texas, and noted that there is, there is legislation being put forth by state representatives that would establish a grant program to incentivize access to the development of broadband services in communities across Texas. In his remarks to the joint session of Congress this week, President Biden again reiterated his $100 billion proposal to provide Americans access to affordable, reliable, high-speed internet. They need to participate in today's economy. We're grateful to have representatives of our state legislation delegation here today and also from the federal. We're encouraged for their efforts, our federal government's efforts to help com to our communities, like many other, bridge the digital divide. But you know, if you look at the historical perspective of City of Far and its leadership, yes, there is a deficiency, but the way we see it as a city commission is we see it as a challenge and an opportunity, whether it be parks, drainage, roads, um, broadband access, economic development, this city commission is always taking it on the chin. We don't wait for people to provide a solution. We engage and develop a solution. That's what this administration has always done. And here we are again. I'm delighted that the state legislators and I'm very proud of our federal partners also and the White House for moving the needle. But we don't wait in FAR. In FAR, we have come up by doing our due diligence with a solution today. Not a pie in the sky, not waiting for a grant. We're going to solve it today. It is an aggressive program. We know we can do it. It's not taken lightly. It's taken a few years to develop because that's, what, that's how decision-making takes place. You plan it out. Ask the experts. You don't discuss this and decide over coffee. You don't take it lightly, but you ask the experts. And here we are. And we will have a broadband. Every home, every business, every institution within the borders of the city of far geographical boundaries will have fiber optic cable available to your institution and or building, home or apartment. There will be no less than one gigabyte speed. That's 100 times better than you will see in the market today. And that is only because the city commission has put the proper infrastructure in play. We are delighted that there's so many providers, independent providers for the service, whether it be AT&T, Verizon, whatever it be, Spectrum. We're delighted with the service they provide, but they're unwilling to participate and put the proper infrastructure that we all deserve, but we will do it in the city of FAR. The uh, project's name is teamfar.net. We will install 2.1 million feet or 388 miles of fiber optic cable to 24,000 residential and business accounts and counting. The network will provide internet speed of one gigabyte as stated. It'll be fast, reliable, accessible, and affordable to far families and businesses. This project has been undergoing a preliminary network study the last few weeks, and we expect to start building no later than in a few months. The phases will be built in, as stated in the video, starting from South Far going north. 
the most needed will be addressed first. Eventually, the entire city will be lifted up and ready for full use by June of 2022. June of 2022. We're doing this as a service to our community because we cannot let our FAR families remain behind in the digital world. FAR solution will bridge a digital divide once and for all, provide reliable and permanent access to fast, high-speed internet at an affordable rate. We are proud of this venture and creative solution that we hope can be a model for other communities to follow so that they, they too can help bridge the digital divide. And with that, thank you very much. Thank you, Mayor. Before we, we continue with the program, I'd like to thank the following representatives for joining us, our entire city commission board, our city manager, Ana Garcia with the office of United States Senator John Cornyn, Adrienelli Gomez with the Office of the United States Senator Ted Cruz, Nicolas Cruz with the Office of Congressman Henry Cuellar, Priscila Duran, Office of Governor Greg Abbott, the Office of State Senator Juan Chuy Hinojosa, Isaac Aram, Office of State Representative Oscar Longoria, Office of State Representative Sergio Munoz, David Fuentes, the Hidalgo County Commissioner Precinct 1, and Silvia Martinez, the Vice President of Schools of IDEA Public Schools. And with that, please let me introduce to you our Texas State Senator, Eddie Lucio Jr. Thank you very much. Thank you, and I'm so, so excited. <laughs> I'm uh, standing there Actually, going back in time, way back in time, when I was a second, third grader, laying on my back, flying a kite, wondering what was beyond those clouds. Um, and I think all of us have, at one point or another, uh, thought about that, uh, traveling the universe. And here we are, um, seeing a lot of hard work come to fruition. Um, Mayor, I'm so proud of you and the city commission and uh, our leaders at the local level, our school district, region one who is here today. Uh, all of you have come together collaboratively uh, and, and make sure that you address the issues that are needed by our young people for the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, we have SpaceX right here in the valley. It belongs to all of us. Uh, and, you know, I was also thinking that everything has a starting point. And, and it's right here in the city of Barr. Uh, this is going to spread out all over the valley, all over South Texas. And it's something that we can all be proud of. But it happened in the most proactive community that I've ever served in my 35 years in the, in the state legislature. And I'm so proud of, of those that made it possible. So um, let's, let's just celebrate today. Celebrate the future of our community here in Barr the Valley, South Texas, where we are going to see a lot happen because of the partnerships that are being formed by those that represent us in Washington, those that represent us and your delegation in, in uh, Austin from the Valley, and of course, more, more importantly, those that make it happen at the local level. This could not happen unless you had great leadership here in FAR and the Rio Grande Valley. So I'm pleased to be here. Uh, I drove in about 1.45 this morning, lost my sleep, finally got to sleep around 3 and got up at 6.45. I wanted to be here to join with you all in this wonderful celebration. This is the future. This is where we can take a, a, a look 
at what what is ahead of us. And uh, we thank those that have made it possible for us to get to this point. Thank you, Mayor, and thank all of you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. And with that, let me introduce to you Texas Workforce Commissioner, Mr. Julian Alvarez. Well, they picked the wrong day to have me speak because I'm losing my voice. Somebody said I sounded like Mickey Mouse, but that's all right. Ladies and gentlemen, like the senator said, how exciting it is for the Rio Grande Valley. And let me just re-emphasize that the future is here now. Think about all the great things that are happening in South Texas. He referenced SpaceX. He referenced some of the other advanced manufacturing companies that are happening or taking place here in this great state of ours. But it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't as referenced by our mayor, an aggressive team like our city commission, our state delegation, our governor, and of course, those that represent us at the federal level. Senator, I applaud you for the great work that you do and how work, how closely you work with our mayor here. I'll just give you a quick story. When I first got sworn in by Governor Abbott back in 2016, I was still in my training wheels learning how to do this job. And I'll tell you, the first person that I met with as a commissioner was Senator Lucio. And he said, you got to do me a favor. And we got to make sure that we have the correct funding and the best funding for South Texas. We've been underserved for some time now. And so, as you know, some of you were witness to 11 grants that we gave away last year, $2.7 million. And those are in advanced manufacturing. Things that were not taking place and training that had not been done in the Rio Grande Valley in the past. Keep in mind, we were an agriculture and farming community. Ladies and gentlemen, we're Silicon Valley of South Texas. Think about it. Everything that's happening. One of these days, Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez is going to say, can we all step out of this building and watch a space launch taking place in Brownsville? How exciting is that? Who else around the state of Texas can say that? As Mr. Ambrosio Hernandez said, our mayor said, we're aggressive. And we're always acting proactively. And that's, I can assure you, he's done that. As I referenced in 2016, when I took oath to work for Governor Abbott, Ambrosio Hernandez said, I want to talk to you about a couple of things we want to do, along with our EDC folks here in FAR and with Cindy as well. We want to make sure that we have infrastructure in place for the future of this great city of ours and also for South Texas. What you've put together, Mayor, is going to be replicated in other parts of the country. I can assure you of that. It's going to be replicated. So, as I mentioned in the meeting, these gentlemen, after just two days being sworn in, without no furniture in my office, said, we want to see you. And I said, okay, Mayor, along with the delegation from FAR, give me a couple of weeks, we'll set up an appointment. I don't even have a staff yet. Hernandez was there within the next day. He says, oh, no, we're not going to wait. We're going the next day. And they did. And then the story about having young kids in the far area having to go to a McDonald's or a Wendy's or one of these areas that provide broadband service. That wasn't acceptable for young men and women to get a quality education. We was, he was tired of seeing that where parents were at night with their kids doing their homework because they didn't have Internet connectivity. Those days are no longer here and far. So on behalf of the Texas Workforce Commission, we applaud you, Mayor, for thinking outside the box and for bringing the future now. Thank you very much.
Right now, I'd like to introduce the Vice President of Community Investments for Methodist Healthcare Ministries, Mrs. Jordana Barton. Thank you, Dr. Hernandez, Mayor Hernandez, uh, Senator Lucio. Uh, the Senator opened all the doors for me for uh, when I was with the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas to write the Texas Border Colonias study. And that's where we really learned from the people uh, how important broadband access was. We, we were hearing firsthand. I shared that story with the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, and we changed through their stories, the Community Reinvestment Act to uh, advise uh, banks and financial institutions in the importance of investing in broadband infrastructure as essential infrastructure uh, in, in our economy uh, to invest in under the Community Reinvestment Act and to stop this underinvestment and disinvestment in, in low-income communities and, and communities along the border. Uh, and, and the, the film is, is beautifully showing kind of the, the progress, uh, and, and how important uh, this announcement is today. At now I'm with Methodist Healthcare Ministries and it's, it's a, a wonderful place to be because we're a philanthropic organization as well, well as a healthcare organization. And at MHM, we know that, and we've made it part of our strategic plan uh, to work with uh, the city of FAR uh, and, and other partners along the border uh, to close the, the digital divide. This proactive and innovative approach is exactly what we're looking uh, to invest in, and I'm excited about what's to come. Um, this is what creates the economic opportunities at all levels of the local economy and the regional economy. So you all are the anchor for a regional powerhouse. Uh, and it's this can-do attitude of this city, of the people in this city that is making it happen. We look forward at Methodist Healthcare Ministries to working together with the city of FAR as we explore how best to support your efforts. The digital divide has real world consequences for communities as, as we've seen very clearly uh, with the, the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, it made everything very evident of how how critical uh, closing the digital divide is to the well-being and uh, economic opportunity of com communities. Um, it has real-world consequences for communities. When I first did uh, the ranking of cities and and uh, revealed that the border and this you know this region was the least connected in the country, that was so important in getting everybody's attention at the federal level. Uh, state level and local levels, of course, uh, were, was where we, we came to understand how important it was from, from working with, with Dr. Hernandez and, uh, and Dr., uh, and Senator Lucio at the local level. Um, so we're in, in this digital economy and broadband access, uh, influences health outcomes. It influences workforce opportunities, uh, as our commissioner has noted, and um, of course, educational equity and so much more. At Methodist Healthcare Ministries, we're committed to working with our partners across South Texas communities to close the digital divide. In my previous position with the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, we were engaged with the city of FAR in developing the plan that led to today's exciting announcement. And in my current role, I look forward to MHM, Methodist Healthcare Ministries, as a philanthropic and healthcare organization supporting this initiative in all its aspects. Uh, and and uh, Mayor Hernandez knows that we need this infrastructure in order to go forward. And he also knows that 
uh, it, the infrastructure is a means to an end. What, we're, what he's really investing in is the incredible human capital of all the young people. We've had too many years, uh, and I come from the border region, of uh, what they call the brain drain, right? With young people leaving and starting their innovative ideas like the young woman from Las Milpas uh, starting her business in, in uh, Silicon Valley when she can start it here if we have the infrastructure uh, to attract industry. Uh, so with today's announcement, the city far is taking a leadership role in the effort to show its community that it understands the importance of closing the digital divide and increasing broadband access for all. I look forward to developing our partnership to bring telehealth and so much more to this community and to the entire region. Thank you. Right now, I'd like to introduce the Interim Executive Director for Region 1 Education Service Center, Dr. Eduardo Cancino. Good morning. You know, this is a, a tremendous opportunity. Uh, Region 1 serves school systems from Laredo to Brownsville, all the way north to Hebronville. Uh, these are 420,000 children uh, that need the adults to take those, these leadership uh, decisions. About four years ago, uh, Region 1 and the districts, we knew the district had been doing tremendous work, but we leveraged E-rate monies uh, to bring bandwidth to across, across the whole of the region. Uh, the only concern that we had at the time was that the support for students was restricted within the property of a campus. So our districts, uh, through a cooperative called Orion, have been uh, participating and we have been able to lower the cost substantially. Students are being served at tremendous rates. Uh, the pandemic that occurred last late spring uh, totally impacted our traditional instructional model that we had. From one day to the next, classroom instruction transition to remote instruction. Just within the months of March, in April, in May, in a normal year, we had 20,000 teachers access training. Those three months, we had 70,000 of our educators access training, and the training was specifically on remote support for children. However, that remote support, as I mentioned, was within the confines of a property of, of a campus. So you had our school set up a bus in the evening, children came to the parking lot, schools were not open yet, and that's how they were able to access the schoolwork. Uh, it is limited that way because it is meant for the school system. So there was an element of digital divide closure. What I'm hearing today expands that closure across the entirety of the community, and that is powerful. So I congratulate Mayor Hernandez and the leadership, everyone that's involved, because this project is not a FAR project. It is a model for the entire region. Thank you for the work, sir. And on behalf of the children of Region 1, I thank you. Let me introduce Superintendent for Vanguard Academy, Dr. Narciso Garcia. I always uh, like to 
thank Senator Lucio for everything. And I went up there because I communicate with them pretty much on a daily basis, right, Senator? So I, out of respect, I, I went in and said hi to him. But, you know, Mayor, since 2015, you and the city commission here in FAR have really taken the quality of life to another level. The city of FAR, led by Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez, since 2015, whether people see it or not, right? Because there's two, two types of infrastructure. There's the infrastructure you see, right? Like these walls, these, build, these buildings, right? And then there's the infrastructure you don't see, right? And it is the infrastructure here that we don't see, right? With the broadband and, you know, back on March 23rd of 2020, Vanguard opened its doors to feed children and to educate children. Vanguard Academy never closed. And we had a lot of conversations. And because of those conversations with Mayor Hernandez on a weekly basis, guess what? We knew that Vanguard Academy could not close its doors at all. Vanguard Academy has been open since March 23rd of 2020, educating and feeding kids, thanks to the support of the city of Far, the city commission and the mayor. We opened up our doors because we knew those parking lots had to stay open since March 23rd. Why? Because Families needed access to broadband, wireless internet. Even students that were not from our school district or, or charter school were going to our parking lots and parking there and accessing our Wi-Fi. Families from Arise, families from Lupe were coming to our schools and accessing internet. Vanguard Academy is for all children, for all young people. And so we learned right away off the bat that, you know what, hotspots are not going to cut it. It's like the mayor said. Okay, yeah, we're, we're getting a child or a young person a hotspot. That family might have four, might have five, might have six children. By the time two hours go by from 8 to 10 in the morning while they're receiving that virtual instruction, guess what? The data limit is gone. It's, it's, it's gone. They have no more access to the Internet. And so what we had to do also, in collaboration with the city of Far, we had to also pay for their broadband. So we partner with Spectrum and different other entities. And we actually, till this day, 13 and a half months later, we are still paying broadband for some of our families at Vanguard Academy. We're paying for all of it. So aside from, from that, yeah, we provided uh, you know, hotspots, but we have families that have access to Vanguard Academy. Some of them live in Lynn San Manuel. And so the hotspots were not working, so we had to pay for their broadband. I understand San Manuel is not, not here near far, but we had families with them far that were in the same situation. Why? Because they had four, five, or six children or young people in their families. So what the city of Far and the city commission led by Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez and the commission have done today, it's a great celebration, like Senator Lucio said. Because without this infrastructure being set in place, how can we connect our young people to SpaceX, to NASA? You know, at Vanguard Academy, some of our teachers and some of our students every summer participate in a NASA summer camp, either in Houston or Austin or, or actually down here virtually this past year, right? And they always do well. They get to go to Seattle when there's no pandemic, right? Or even Florida as part of, of winning a competition either at NASA or, or down here virtually. Imagine what this infrastructure with broadband is going to do. It's going to provide families, our young people and our children, the opportunity, afford them the opportunity to connect with people from all over the world free. I want to celebrate and I want to thank Dr. Hernandez again for the great job.
that you and the city commission are doing. Senator Lucio, the same thing. Without leadership in the city of FAR, the last six years, FAR would not be where it's at right now today. Thank you so much. God bless you all. With the Hidalgo Independent School District, Superintendent Mr. Javier Salinas. Sorry, Dr. Garcia didn't recognize me with all this, right? First of all, I want to thank Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez and the City Commission. You know, four years ago, I got hired at Hidalgo ISD as a superintendent. And my first conversation with the mayor was about broadband and internet. And the great news today, Mayor, is you're starting it at the best school district in Texas, Hidalgo ISD. Because <laughs> my two schools are in South Far, in Las Milpas. And those are two nationally recognized blue ribbon schools. So, <laughs> and those schools are the top schools here in Texas. And we've been doing it without the broadband, without internet. And imagine the quality of education we're gonna do now because of the mayor and the city commission wanting to start in my backyard. And I'm so happy because I've been bugging him for four years now as superintendent that we gotta start there first, then we can help Vanguard next, right? <laughs> and of course leave FAR PSJ last, right? Because they got plenty of money to do their own things. But what an incredible day for us today, a, a great victory for Las Milpas, for Hidalgo ISD, for our kids in Las Milpas. You know, we, like Mr. Garcia, Dr. Garcia said, we have spent so much money on, on hotspots, but that wasn't enough because we do have multi-family students and it was over. But now with this, Mayor, our kids, the sky is the limit because Hidalgo ISD is a very progressive school district. We graduate the most uh, kids with associate degrees. And imagine what we can do now when kids have access to the world. So, Mayor, on behalf of our Board of Trustees, we want to thank you and your city commission for all you do for our children and for all you do, uh, what you're going to do for their future. So, thank you. Thank you. With Valley View ISD Interim Superintendent, Mrs. Sylvia Ibarra. Good morning, everyone. I represent Valley View ISD, and I do have a correction. The best district in the Valley is Valley View. Sorry, Mr. Salinas. <laughs> we, are, we are competitors, of course, but it's all friendly competition. I'm also elated to be here to hear this news because just like my, my uh, uh, colleagues shared, our students will win. To hear the wonderful news as educators, we know that we're doing so much as a school district to support our students with hotspots and devices. But we also know that that connectivity is unreliable at times. So to hear that we are providing the students that live, that reside in FAR, the families that reside in FAR with broadband infrastructure, we are eliminating those gaps in connectivity. And what does that mean for our students? That means that we are closing those gaps. That, th that learning loss, we are eliminating those barriers to learning that disengagement that sometimes does, happens because of loss of connectivity. All of those issues, we are eliminating them because of this broadband. We know that there are other, other issues, low socioeconomic status and so forth, but I am so pleased to hear 
that the city of Far is starting this effort in the south side, where we know that is we have the greatest needs. Valley View ISD sits in two, two cities, Hidalgo and Far, primarily in the Las Milpas area. We have several schools. By the way, all our four schools, our elementary schools, are also a school, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Blue Ribbon schools. All of them, we're, we're very proud of that. And we are an A-rated school district in spite of all the challenges. So imagine, as Mr. Salina said, what we are going to be able to do now that we are going to ensure, at least for the students in FAR, that reside in FAR, that there will be no more interruption with connectivity. I hope that the neighboring cities are listening and I hope they follow suit. So I applaud you, uh, Dr. Ambrosio and City Commission, for the, being a trendsetter and hopefully the rest of the cities will follow because when students win in all cities, in all of Region 1, we all win. Thank you. And now for some community advocate remarks, we have Mr. Eddie Anaya with Valley Interfaith. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Eddie Anaya. I'm a leader and on the executive committee of Valley Interfaith. Uh, I was born and raised in Las Milpas, lived there. Uh, kids went to Hidalgo schools, by the way. Um, but with me, I'd like to introduce uh, some of the leaders from from Las Milpas and also from Carmen Anaya Elementary who are here, who are parent volunteers, and also um, Priscilla Alvarez, who is the executive director of VIDA, and who basically is an organization that helps low-income, unemployed, underemployed residents um, from the Rio Grande Valley to get education and training that's needed to secure high-paying jobs. Now, the reason this is important is because we basically are doing this for them, our parents, our volunteers, our children, and of course, students that want to get a higher education. So all of this is about education. Education, as we all know, is a key to get out of poverty for generations to come. And as we all know, this past year has been a difficult challenge. Parents have had to rely on buses and the hotspots in order to get the internet. Um, and throughout the community, teachers have struggled to teach their children while dealing with connect connectivity issues. And parents before and now, we're having to take people to the library to, to connect to the internet, to do their homework and assignments. So these are only a few examples of the struggles that our community throughout the city of Far and probably Rio Grande Valley have had to deal with because of the, a pandemic. Now, Valley Interfaith is a broad-based organization that teaches others to get involved and do something for themselves. Work collaboratively with our uh, senators, our, our, our local uh, leaders, to get things done and bring issues to the forefront. As an example, we go every day, either through our network uh, uh, sister organizations throughout Texas, or every week to the, to the Capitol. Just yesterday, we testified before the Senate committee about a different issue that affected us. And one of the things that we're working on during this legislation is to bring about to restore $10 million to the ACE Fund, which is the organization of VIDA, that will that works with the city of far to educate people uh, students and single uh, family members the other issue that's very important is a state district stimulus as of yesterday 
the governor released $11 billion to school districts so that they in turn can invest in our community. $11 billion. And as an organization, we want to work with our superintendents so that we make sure that all the, the time lost, education lost, is implemented in enriching, enrichment programs so that our children, either through summer programs, can get back to where they are or they were supposed to be, that is. Now, leadership has common traits. That is, people or leaders hold themselves accountable and they take responsibility. They build relationships with their communities and they have a vision. Now, these are some of the examples of true leadership. Carmen Anaya, National Blue Ribbon Award. So is Cesar Chavez, Hidalgo Park, and Kelly, J.C. Kelly Elementary. Vida is another example. Just this past year, graduated 51 participants with an average of $47,000 a year. That is a true, uh, I guess, indication of true leaders in, in our community. Now, I talk about leadership because I think it's important to recognize the leadership in this administration. Our Mayor Hernandez, uh, Dr. Ramiro Caballero, Bobby Carrillo, Daniel Chavez, Ricardo Medina, and Lezar Guajardo. Value Interfaith is a nonpartisan organization, but we do have allies. And these are allies because we have proposed an agenda to invest in human capital. And they have done that in the past five years. And we recognize this, Mayor, for the work that you've done in the investment in our community. Broadband is going to be a huge investment for the future of our future generations of our children in our community, especially in Las Mintas. Thank you, Doctor, and thank you, everyone. Lastly, I'd like to welcome Mr. Marco Lopez. He's with Lupe, Community Organizer for Internet Access. Hello, I also came with uh, Maria Gomez. She's one of our leaders here in uh, FAR. So um, thank you, City of FAR. Uh, my name is Marco Lopez. Um, I'm for inviting us today for this uh, beautiful work of connecting communities through broadband cable for the for free for the city. Uh, we believe that this is a huge step in the right direction um, in closing the digital divide gap uh, through partnerships uh, from the city of FAR, PSJAISD, and the federal banks of Dallas and community members. Um, we're only proving something that we at La Unión del Pueblo Entero have in our hearts, uh, que la unión hace la fuerza. We are thankful for the support in connecting everyone and thus proving that connectivity is not a privilege, but a right. I invited Maria Gomez uh, to speak a little about her struggle with connectivity and how uh, this will benefit generations to come. <coughs> Buenos días, mi nombre es Maria Gomez. Uh, vivo en 544 Santana, en Far. Soy una sobreviviente de, de esta pandemia. <coughs> También una so sobreviviente de la colonia Hidalgo Park. Hace muchos años, muchos <laughs> comenzamos la lucha con agua en las colonias. Después uh, que hubiera uh, voces para los niños que entraran, uh, que entraban, que entraban los voces para que levantaran los niños. Después calles. Poco a poco fue cambiando eso, muy despacio, pero fue cambiando. Ahora, gracias a Dios, estamos ya con bastantes cosas que nos han ayudado, principalmente en estas colonias donde vivimos tantos, tantas personas que trabajamos en el campo. 
uh, una de las cosas que, que nosotros teníamos muy frecuentes eran los canales que, que siempre soltaban mucha agua y nos inundábamos. Ahora hemos visto también las mejoras en esa parte de los canales y pues uh, estamos agradecidos con todas las personas que han trabajado para que esto se haga realidad y nosotros podamos vivir mejor en las colonias. Aparte de eso, uh, trabajé también en la Unión del Pueblo Entero, la Unión de Campesinos, donde también aprendimos mucho nuestros derechos y también a, a, a decirle a la gente cuáles eran sus derechos para que pudieran seguir luchando. Ahorita ya estoy retirada, ya no, ya no voy a trabajar, soy miembro como quiera y soy participante y trato de seguir adelante con las personas dándoles uh, información o tratando de, de mejorar las cosas, las viviendas, las vidas de nuestra gente. Gracias. Y se puede. Thank you. Muchas gracias por esas palabras. So just to, I'll, I'll summarize it pretty straightforward. The days of you doing this, trying to figure it out, where is it, what am I doing? The days of our children moving out into the school districts, parking lots, the city's libraries, the, the county's uh, parking lots. All these efforts were great efforts. I am very grateful for the five school districts. I'm very grateful that they put an invested money for our children so they could get a signal. But we will no longer accept this type of infrastructure. The city of FAR will put a permanent solution in play, build upon the success that when we face a pandemic had to be done and brought it to the forefront. But now this movement will no longer be necessary. You no longer need to go to a parking lot. You no longer need a bus to give you signal. We don't need a, a substandard Wi-Fi network. We need absolutely the best solution to be moved forward. And that's what we're doing. So I want to let the people of FAR know, our residents, we're here for you. We hear you. We understand that this has been a problem for us, but now we're offering you a permanent solution. And I'm so grateful that the city commission and its vision and its um, forward thinking took this on the, on the chin and said, yes, we need it. Just like we need investment in, in hard infrastructure, meaning streets, drainage, police, uh, our EMS. Yes, you're right. But we need it for our people. Nuestra gente. Invest in our people. And this is one of the best tools that we have to invest in you. So thank you. Far Mayor Dr. Ambrosio Hernandez made the announcement about gigabyte internet access in FAR on April the 30th. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.